What's up? Welcome back to What's the Deal? I'm your host, Alex. As always, there's never going to be another host, so I don't know why I say that. But as always, I start the podcast off with a couple of things that I hate. It's never just one thing. I always seem to hate multiple things. There's plenty of things to dislike about the world, and uh, I'm going to find them. So first thing that I hate, well, I don't really hate it. I just like it more. That's how most things go. Is Gabby Petito? How you say that? I don't know. Petito? That's how I'm going to say it. You know, it's rough. I know. I don't want to be rude or anything. I don't want to speak ill of the, of the dead or whatnot. But it's not personal, right? I'm not saying it's about Gabby Petito in particular. I'm just saying the story in the news coverage and the hysteria, I don't understand. So I guess we could, we could call it like that. And so I did a little bit of research about the story, her disappearance, all that stuff. And I, I really can't find, maybe I didn't read enough. I don't like reading a ton. Which it makes the podcast kind of hard to record sometimes. But I did a little reading about Gabby and her story. Again, nothing personal against Gabrielle Petito. It's more personal about her uh, fiancé, as I read about it, which I just read her Wikipedia page. I couldn't be bothered to look any deeper. But this is the background of Gabby Petito. When you go to Wikipedia and you look up the disappearance of Gabby Petito, background. Gabby Petito and her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, which I want to stop right there. First thing first, if you're going to marry somebody, right? So you're a fiancé, you're a woman, you're going to marry a guy, and his his last name is Laundrie. You, you can't take that name. You, you can't. What self-respecting person, let alone woman, would take the last name Laundry? It's literally, it's Laundry, but the Y is R-I-E. You can't, you're not fooling anybody. It's Laundry. Your last name is Laundry. So that's the first red flag. I'll move on. Petito graduated from some high school in 2017. I want to stop right there. That, I graduated high school in 2012. I know it's only five years, but still, I don't like feeling old. So she graduated from some high school in New York before moving in with laundries. Again, parents in Florida, 2019. First, maybe don't get engaged when you're 20. I guess she might not even be 20, but two years after you graduate high school. Shouldn't you be figuring out what you want to do with your life? I know that maybe your fiance would be part of that, but A, the guy's last name is Laundry. What's going on? Second, he asked you to move in with his parents. This all could have been avoided if you just didn't do that. You just didn't. Don't do that. I don't have to read the rest of it. What, I mean, I can maybe later. Who? I mean, no one really. Does anybody really care? Really? There's this. There's so much written about this. I mean, the Wikipedia page has 37 references, links that you can click on to read more about Gabby Petito. And I don't. I don't like talking about it, but. It really does feed into the stereotype that news, mass media, only follow stories. Because I was like, maybe it's not. You know, maybe it's not the stereotype that Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, NBC, whatever, whatever acronym news station will cover this because she's a cute white lady. That's it. So I'm like, no, it can't be that. I I, I don't want to believe it. It's not that. I don't get what is so interesting about this story. Right, she went missing with driving with her random laundry fiance across the United States. Who, why would you? I mean, I, I can't, I don't, I can't begin to understand what her motivations are. So I'm not going to try to guess 
I mean, that's not, that's a lie. I will try to guess, but I'm not going to try to fully understand and wrap my whole mind around what she is, what's going through her mind. Because she made two mistakes already. Start, decided that she was going to marry a guy with the last name Laundry, and then move in with his parents, with him into his parents' home. If a dude, ladies, I feel like I shouldn't be allowed to say this because I'm not a lady, but I will speak on things that don't necessarily relate to my sex, gender, socioeconomic status, whatever. I will talk about whatever because people can do that. So first of all, I know I've buried this into the ground. The horse is dead, all right? Last name laundry. First mistake right there, red flag. Second, if the the person you're going to marry gets on one knee, gives you, I'm assuming, a $2 ring, and then the next thing he does is says, hey, you want to move with my parents? Your next thing you should say is no. No, pass. Whatever he's selling, you decline. It's not good enough. Have more self-respect. Good Lord. And then they departed from New York two years later in 2021 for a four-month cross-country trip in a converted camper. I mean, the only interesting thing is that they started to document their process on a YouTube account. So I guess... Maybe that's what's driving the hysteria and coolness. I don't I don't get what is so interesting about the story. There are way more other stories that are more interesting. I mean, just go to Walmart and look at the wall of missing children. Write a story about them. What I mean, is not is not one of their stories more or equally as interesting as this person's? What is interesting about this? So maybe someone can explain it to me, but I really want to key in on this this point that she moved in with him to his parents. And then there's nothing saying that they moved out and got a house and did this. And then they saved money and went on this cross-country trip. They're like, no. Two years later, they're going on a four-month cross-country trip. Who's paying for that? Because he ain't. He's living with his parents. Who's paying? I mean, I guess his parents are. His parents really must love this guy. I mean, laundry's got to stick together, I guess. But if you're, if you're a woman and you're going to marry somebody, have some self-respect. Don't say yes unless you, like really love this person and are, are, are bought in and sold out to their future. Just like you are to your own, right? Or you should be. And it makes me think of this uh, lyric. And it's it's not like he created it, but and I'm, it's from a rap song uh, from this guy, Joyner Lucas. And there's a lyric in one of his songs. It says, they say love is a drug. Man, I don't want ever take, I don't want to ever take drugs again. I'm going to repeat that one more time. They say love is a drug. I don't want to ever take drugs again. Hmm. What would drive this person to move in with this random dude? I mean, I know it's not random to her. Maybe they knew each other in high school or whatever. But still, basically random. You are 19 years old, 20 years old. She disappeared when she was 22. What would drive you to do something like that? Make such a bad decision? You would say maybe drugs? Maybe? Nah, she just really liked this dude. This dude. She just liked him. That's it. That's all that that's all what I was motivating her to do this. That's it. Love. She really liked this guy. That's all that took for her to make some horrible decisions and led to her disappearance and death. That's maybe a little too far, but it's not hard to see some red flags in the beginning of all this. So parents, if you have kids, if you have a daughter specifically, because Dudes, figure it out. You know, you're a man, figure it out. Women and girls should be protected 
and treated with dignity and respect. And you should not ask them to move in with your parents because you're broke. I don't know why that's a, a tough thing to point out or figure out for people. It should be common sense. I mean, even for an 18, 19, 20-year-old person, you should be able to have enough self-respect, just uh, the bare minimum, to know that you should not move in with somebody who... You should not move in with somebody when you're 20, A. B, you shouldn't move in with somebody who lives with their parents. I don't know why that why people do that, why this person did it. I don't know. Because I don't understand it doesn't mean there aren't reasons. I get that, but... At the same time, I'm going to speculate and share my opinion. That's the first thing that I hate. Second thing I hate, and this is because it was raining today, so rain is on my mind. It rained yesterday too. Driving in the rain. So, obviously, people know how to drive. Psych, they don't. They don't know how to drive. And I know everyone will agree with that, but you are part of everybody. Remember that. When you hear that, and say, no one knows how to drive in the rain or the snow or whatever inclement weather. And you're like, yeah, I agree. Just know that everyone else agreed too. So think about how you're driving. Because you got your license when you were 16, 17, maybe later because you don't know what you're doing with your life. It's been a long time if you're 30, 40, 50. It's been a long time since you took the driver test. I mean, imagine if you're 50. And it's, you know, just, I'm going to do some quick math. 2020, 20, 30, it's 1970. So you took your driver test in 1970. Well, I guess when you were born. So 16 years, 1986, 1987. Do you think driving standards have increased or decreased since that time? I'm just going to pause. They've probably increased. I'm just saying. So maybe there should be a new rule. I know states kind of decide driving rules and all that, but there's some federal regulation over that. States can figure it out. South Carolina, which is where I live, should regulate a more and have a more comprehensive way of giving people the right or not the right the privilege of driving you don't have a right to drive just so you know news flash you don't have a right to drive just so you know it's a privilege granted to you by the state and then they can take it away as, as much as you might not like that as much as libertarians really extreme libertarians will be like yeah driver licenses are bad and whatever the, the, the state of reality is that the state gives you the privilege to drive at 16, 17, whatever, and then they never ask about it again until maybe there's an issue, which is insane. That you can go 30, 40 plus years without having to be re-examined to drive. And I'm saying this as someone who's over 10 years separated from their driver test. I'll take another test. I don't care. As long as everyone else will take the same test, I'll do it. Because when it rains a little bit, a lot, a medium amount, it sprinkles, whatever, people lose their minds. And I say people, that's a general term. It only takes a couple people in your day to then extrapolate that to everybody. So again, I said at the beginning, whenever people say, when anyone anyone says, I hate how people drive in the rain, you will get a 100% unanimous response and like, yeah, me too. What does, that, what does that say? Everyone thinks they're not <laughs> part of the problem. Some of you are. So all I'm suggesting is that A, make the first test more comprehensive. Tougher, maybe. I'm just saying, maybe a little harder. Make, raise the bar a little bit. And then B, 
retest people every 10, 20 years. Every time you have to get a new driver's license, like for a new picture or whatever, you have to take a new test. Is that too extreme? Maybe. But think about how much better your life would be if we caught those bad drivers early on and let's say they're 45 and they just can't figure out how to drive anymore so they can't pass a test and they can't drive. Sucks. That sucks for you, bro. But I don't care. Learn how to drive. Next thing I hate with a burning passion. Well, not hate. I always say hate. Hate is just like a, an attention-grabbing word that I use. Most of the time, it's just dislike. I'm upset with. Uh, I would like to not experience that in my day. That's usually what I mean instead of hate. But I'll just fill it in with hate because it's a shorter word. Is uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And I know it's politics. Get over it, people. I talk about it. But her going to Met Gala and wearing a dress that says tax the rich is rich. Bidens is ridiculous. I don't understand. I, I mean, imagine if the role, if everything was reversed, right? She was a politician who said, we should lower taxes and I love rich people and corporations should get more money and not pay anymore. And then she joined a commune. Wouldn't that be a little like off message? Wouldn't that be a little confusing to your voters, to the population as a whole, to your district? You know, I, I mean, just for me, I didn't vote for her, but I know her politics and it's confusing to me. I thought I knew what she was about, what she stood for, but now I'm confused. She went to the Met Gala. That seems, I mean, just in that sentence alone, this socialist person, blank person, went to a party that's filled with rich people and celebrities. And the ticket to get in is 30K. To buy a table for whatever is 250K. That's confusing to me. I, I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to think. But obviously she makes it all okay and all better by wearing a dress that on the back, not the front, the back, says text the rich. It's just ridiculous. People who voted for this person should be ashamed, honestly. If you voted for this person, and I know only a, like 750,000 people in what the 12th district of New York voted for this person. I don't care what district she's from. Voted for this person. And of those 750,000 people that had the opportunity, some of them aren't 18. And then of those people, only like freaking less than 100,000 people voted for her in total in the entire election. It's ridiculous. If she wins another election, I mean, I've already lost faith in humanity and the general public as a whole. I have some faith. I don't want to say I lost all of it, but I, I mean, I guess I would lose faith for that part of the country, for that specific district of all the districts in the United States. That one specifically is dead to me. And I would write off in a second because what are you doing? I understand you're voting for a congressperson. So they're one of several hundred, but still she's an elected official in the federal government. And she's going to the Met Gala. That alone should be a problem. That alone. Shouldn't that be a problem for any politician to go to the Met Gala? And if you don't know what the Met Gala is, go outside. But if you don't know what the Met Gala is, it's literally the Met is a museum in New York. They have a gala, which means people pay money to show up and look fancy and drink alcohol and hang out and go to after parties or whatever. But it's a fundraising technique for the museum. Which you might be thinking, how does the museum make money the other times of the year? They get donations, just like the gala. So, screw you, Met. 
But the fact that a politician is going is, uh, I can't even digest that pill of reality. And then the fact that a politician who is a self-described socialist, who somehow can hate wealth, but also revel in it and have lots of fun in it, but then hate it at the same time and get away with it. She'll get away with it. Nothing's going to happen. She's not going to face any sort of like repercussions because of this. It's just, you know, it's what she does. And I hate it. And I can actually say that I hate her actions. I don't hate her. I don't know her. She could be faking this. I don't know. Which is an important point because Bernie Sanders is the same described socialist, right? But he puts an I next to his name when he runs for president, runs for anything. She puts a D because she knows where the voters are. She knows where the money's at. She knows what she's doing. You might have thought maybe when she was first running, she was just young and dumb. Maybe she was, and she was actually believing what she says. That's obviously changed now. She, she's she got a little bit of taste of the money, popularity, the fame, and she wants to keep it. So she's going to go to the Met Gala. She's going to have fun. And what are you going to do? Wear a mask? Not go to school? Whatever. I mean, you look at pictures of the gala. No one's wearing a mask. Maybe some of the helpers, the designers who are putting together dresses for the people, the freaks, they're wearing masks. But no one else is. I wonder why. Maybe because they're vaccinated. Hmm. Interesting. Why does the CD? Why? Why do my kids? Like I talk like I have kids. I have dogs. Okay. Don't disrespect me. But if I had kids, a they wouldn't be going to public school. But if they did, and I couldn't help it, they had they'd have to wear a mask at school. I mean, I saw a thing on Twitter responding to the story, talking about AOC going to the Met Gala, and someone responded with a perfect response. My kid has to go to school eight hours a day and wear a mask, but she gets to go to the Met Gala maskless and have a great time. And I'm not saying that if you could afford it, if you paid yourself to go into the Met Gala, you shouldn't be allowed to have fun. By all means, if you can afford to throw 30K down to go to some party, do it. I would do it. Absolutely. But it changes when you're a politician, when you're a federal employee, when my tax dollars are paying for you. To, you're, I'm paying for your time, right? I know maybe she did her eight hours a day. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. Still, I think my point is made that I hate this. So I got to be honest. I had planned a whole podcast, talk about the Green New Deal, talk about stuff, mostly the Green New Deal, but... I recorded part one, or the first part of it, and then I was going to record the second. I'm going to move away from that. I'm just going to record all of it at once because it kind of breaks up the continuity. So I deleted that one because I didn't... I'm going to take the the very high road here and say it didn't match my level of quality. How's that sound? So I'll just talk about things that I hate for like 30 minutes. I think that's like pretty funny. I'm jazzed right now, so... Let's talk about more things that I don't I don't like. And the next thing that I don't like is this story from SF Gate, which I think is a San Francisco thing. And they're talking about Disneyland. Not Disney World, Disneyland. It's a California thing. And this is the headline. A more amid, <laughs> amid reports of homelessness and food insecurity. I'll pause, there's more. Homelessness, I know what that means. Food insecurity. What does that mean? Are you hungry? Are you not? Do you have, like, when I think of insecurity, I think about, like, personality. Like, I'm insecure about something. Not, so, food insecurity. Why don't you just say, amid reports of homelessness and hunger or starvation? 
what is food insecurity? So I Googled it. And feedingamerica.org will tell me. Food insecurity is defined as a lack of consistent access to enough food for every person in a household to live an active, healthy life. What does that tell you right there? It's not starving. It's not that you don't have access to food. It's that you don't have consistent access to enough food for every person in your household to live an active, healthy life. So it's not a fact-based, objective definition, food insecurity. It's not a thing that you can objectively define, just based off that. It even says in the next sentence, this can be a temporary situation. Doesn't matter, we'll count you. But this last part, to live an active, healthy life. What's your definition of an active, healthy life? They won't tell you. When you look, what is food insecurity? It goes, right after that, it goes into what causes it? What are the effects? I think I can assume the effects of food insecurity. How can we end food insecurity? I don't know. Food is already pretty cheap. Just go to Walmart. Go to the produce section. Right? Get a can of beans or something. Some fruit. Some veggies. Go to the meat section. Get some of that. How much have you spent? And you fed yourself for like a week. Like, and it's because of the end. Even though it says every person in your household. I mean, that changes from person to person. So it's not even about individuals. It's about households. Live an active, healthy life. What is an active and healthy life to feedingamerica.org? What is it? They won't tell you because because of that little bit at the end, they can make it whatever they want. So amid reports of homelessness and food insecurity, comma, 25,000 employees sued Disneyland for better pay. Okay, you want more money and you want to make Disneyland do it or Disney in general do it. Okay, um... I don't necessarily agree with you, but let's let's read just the first little bit and see if you have a point. So this is a quote from somebody working at Disneyland. Disneyland cast member Gabrielle Saracino. I'm really proud of myself that I just pronounced that off the dome. She says, which I'm assuming she's a she, it's Gabrielle, but you never know. We feel like there's always somebody else to fill our spot and we're just there. Well, that's sad. What do you what's your job? You know, what do you, why do you feel like there's always just someone there to fill your spot? What, what, do you, what do you do? Saracino has worked at the Disneyland Hotel for 15 years as a valet. I mean, right there. I don't even have to read the rest of the story. If the front, the first thing you're going to mention in your article is a quote from somebody who's a valet worker. And they're complaining that we feel like there's always somebody who's there to fill our spot. Duh. You're a valet person. You park cars. Literally anyone with a driver's license can do your job. What, I mean, what else? A Disneyland hotel. It's just a hotel. There's nothing fancy about Disney World hotels. There's nothing, like, obviously you can pay more and it can be more fancy, but just saying you're a valet at the Disneyland hotel doesn't mean you're a valet at the Ritz-Carlton automatically. Not even automatically. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Imagine staying at the Ritz-Carlton in San Francisco, which I'm I'm sure there's one in there, and then going to Disneyland hotel and staying there. You think there'd be any difference? Maybe a little bit. You think the quality of valet would be different? Maybe. You think they, do you think that Ritz Carlton pays their valet more or less than Disneyland, or the same? Could be. I'm not doing any research on that. I'm just throwing stuff out there. But when you're complaining that Disney doesn't pay you enough, and that you feel like there's always somebody to take your spot, and your job is a valet, your job is to take someone's keys, go park their car, and then get it for them when they're done doing whatever they're doing. You should feel like someone could always take your spot because they can. 
why is that a problem? Why is that my problem? Which they're not saying that it is. They're saying it's Disney's problem. Why is it Disney's problem that you've worked 15 years as a valet and have done nothing? For all of those 15 years, oh, it's a he. The person's Gabrielle and it's a he. See, I knew it. I knew it. I knew I couldn't assume it the person's gender. So, boom. You can't cancel me. For all of those 15 year, years, he's earned minimum wage from Disney and supplemented his income with tips, which he won't tell you how much that is, right? Right? That's the big, that's a big secret there. Because a lot of people who are for $15 minimum wage or just rate high, high, you know, making the minimum wage higher, it, they won't tell you. They'll be like, oh, I only make $2.13 because I'm a waitress. What they don't tell you is that the restaurant has to pay if you make your with your thirteen your two dollars and thirteen cents minimum wage as a waitress, and you get tips with that, if your tips don't equate to minimum wage over a forty hour period, the restaurant has to pay that gap. So you are at minimum gonna get that amount of money. Seven twenty five. But would you work as a waitress or a waiter for two dollars and thirteen cents an hour with no tips? Come on, son. Would you work as a valet for 15 years and make minimum wage? I mean, and he got tips, but he won't tell you that what that is. He'll just constantly say he doesn't make enough money and he's living with poverty wages and he's food insecure. Um, but why is it Disney's fault that you have no ambition in your life? Why is it so hard for you, Gabrielle Sarcino, Saracino, whatever? Why is it so hard for you to realize that you're a loser? When you work for 15 years as a valet, parking cars and assisting guests with their luggage, anybody who has an abled body can do your job. I can do your job with zero training. You tell me where to park the car and I'll do it. I could do your job right now and I have zero experience. You have 15 years? Doesn't matter. I know how to do your job. I'll do it. I'm a software engineer. Could she, could this person, I keep saying she because it's Gabrielle, it's he, could this person do my job? Absolutely not. And I know that for a fact. For a fact. I, I mean, could this person even mow my lawn? Because she's, he is complaining that he doesn't get paid enough and he, all he does is park cars. I probably wouldn't, this person would charge too much to mow my lawn. So I dislike this person. I dislike all 25,000 people who want to sue Disneyland for getting not enough money. Did first of all, if Disneyland forced you into the job, you have an argument. If they force you to stay in that job, you have an argument. I'm pretty certain that those two things didn't happen. So you don't have any ground to stand. There is no way this is going to go anywhere. And if it does, I'm just going to cry about it later. One last thing. I'm calm. I took a breath. I'm filled with rage. So I want to. I want to end on something that I like. So let me ponder, let me think, let me pray about it. Think about something that I like. All right, I did it. Um, this is kind of a softball, kind of a, a grounder here that I'm picking up. Um, I like the fall, man. The fall. It's nice. I'm about to head into the end of September, beginning of October. Maybe the leaves will change eventually. It'll get cooler outside. Man, that's nice. And then we're going to go into Thanksgiving. And then shortly after that will be Christmas. Oh, man. And then New Year's. And then we got to like do this whole thing over again. And then I'll be sad again. But I don't want to focus on that. This is a good part of the podcast. 
It's a shorter podcast. Sorry to disappoint you, but because it's shorter, I'll release another one very shortly. I know you guys love the sound of my voice. But fall is nice. Sure, there are things to dislike about any day, any given minute. There are things to dislike. I'm looking around at my office right now, and there are plenty of things I dislike. But that's fine. That's always going to be there. What's not always going to be there is fall. Thanksgiving. Christmas. It's only during this time of year that we get to have all these holidays, spend time with people, have fun, give gifts, all that stuff. Have lots of food. Oh, man, the food. This is kind of an embarrassing story, but for the last couple of years, I haven't been able to take off my wedding ring because I'm so fat, so chubby, so large and in charge. But just recently, I've lost enough weight by accident. I really haven't done anything that I'm able to take off my wedding ring from my finger. Not that I would want to, if you're listening, but I can, and I'm able to do that. So I don't have to worry about any emergencies where I can't get my ring off my finger. And for people who get the satisfaction, who disagree with me on literally everything, and they like knowing that I was fat at one point, that's fine. You can do that. All you should know then is that I'm not fat now. So suck it. That's me getting to the rage part. I want to calm down. Fall is nice. Thanksgiving. Everybody knows what these things are, and they're nice. So that's that's how I'll end it. I'm going to release another podcast very soon, and uh, it'll be the regular length, and I'll talk about boring stuff. Um, I shouldn't call it that. That's not a good way to end the podcast. More negativity. I don't know what I'm going to talk about next, next podcast. I'm sure some of it will be rage-filled and uh, filled with displeasure, but not all of it, like I'm doing right now. Fall, it's going to get cooler outside eventually. There's going to be good holidays. Uh, you're going to work less because of those holidays, thank God. So you don't have to think about all the displeasures and, and dissatisfactory things in your life. Just think about Thanksgiving, Christmas. Oh, man, Christmas is amazing. I love the holidays. I love family. I love spending time with my family. I love friends. I love spending time with my friends. I love everything about the holidays and what they stand for, what they mean, and uh, all that stuff, man. So that's how I want to end it. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you in the next one.